The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The most important thing about your business could be how your products are packaged. Packaging is the signature that you leave everywhere, and it speaks volumes about who you are and what you do. This is Ditch the Box with David Marinak. In today's show, we'll talk about marketing, increased sales, and how it relates to product packaging. Have you explored alternatives like flexible packaging? You should. It can save your company a bundle. Now, here is David Marinak. Welcome, everyone, to Ditch the Box, the marketing slash flexible retail packaging slash how to build your brand radio show. I'm David Marinak, your host. As you know, our show is about marketing and flexible retail packaging with other topics such as how to build your brand, dealing with major retailers, and even supply chain. Today's guest will once again get your attention. Rebecca O'Connor is the Director of Retail Operations for Pinnacle Consultation based in Colorado. Pinnacle specializes in the legal cannabis industry. The do's and don'ts if you're looking to get into this business, how to stay in the business and ultimately make money in this business. Becca and her team have more than 20 years of experience in various forms of cannabis cultivation, including outdoor, greenhouse, indoor, soil, hydroponics, and alternative techniques. Regardless of where you stand on the topic of cannabis, you'll want to hear Becca and what what Becca has to say. Such a booming and fascinating topic. But first, like every week, the news. Brands and companies you'll hear about in today's news are Procter & Gamble, McCormick Spices, Nestle's, Aldi, Food Lion, even Alibaba. Today's news brought to you by our friends at Packaging Insights, Just Food, Supermarket News, and Nutra Ingredients, and Packaging Gateway. As part of its efforts to reduce the environmental footprint and that of its consumers, P&G has joined a self-funded group established to increase the recovery of flexible PE films, wraps, and bags. The American Chemistry Council has announced that Procter & Gamble has joined the Flexible Film Recycling Group, or FFRG, a self-funded group that ACC says is driving driving unprecedented growth in the recovery of flexible polyethylene film, wraps, and bags. Optimizing and recovering packaging is a key part of our sustainability mission at P&G, says Stephen Sikra, P&G Research and Development Manager. Our aim is to reduce our environmental footprint as a company and that of the consumers who choose our products. Working with the FFRG and our value chain partners to expand film collection and recycling is a focus priority as we work toward the goal. Says Sherry Jackson, director director of FFRG, we're extremely pleased to be working with P&G. National efforts to educate consumers about the reliability of bags and wraps are already beginning to pay off, and having P&G on board will help extend our reach even further. The recycling of post-consumer plastic film surged to 116 million pounds, or 11%, in 2013 to reach a reported 1.14 billion pounds, according to a recent report. This marks the highest annual collection of plastic film ever. Reaching consumers these days is difficult. No longer do traditional methods of advertising and marketing warrant sufficient attention of consumers or their dollars. Business owners and advertisers alike struggle to come up with creative ways to grab even the smallest bit of attention for their products. Creating an effective package design is one of the simplest and most effective, most cost-effective ways to do this, but it requires originality, point of difference, and the ability to connect with consumers. Most consumers are not readily open to changing their purchasing habits or experimenting with new products. Now, why fix it if it isn't broken? When introducing your product to consumers, you need to display originality in your packaging design. Consumers look for packaging that is visually pleasing and representative of the actual product. The package should demonstrate the company's ability to uniquely display the product through color, size, and logo. Effective package design keeps 
puts the consumer's needs at the forefront while still remaining effective and demonstrating the product and its benefits. For better or worse, your package design will be a significant factor in determining whether your product is purchased or not. People with high levels of vitamin C intake from fruit and vegetables may have a reduced risk of cardiovascular disease and early death. The suggestions come after data from a Danish population study following more than 100,000 people found that the risk of cardiovascular disease and early death falls with a higher intake of fruit and vegetables, and the association is strongly linked to circulating vitamin C levels. So grab your carrots and orange juice for your afternoon snack. OGX Hair Care Products, the maker of Vogue International, is planning to lower the environmental impact of pressure-sensitive labels on packaging under a partnership with WS Packaging Group and Avery Dennison. Vogue's OGX brand is anticipated to lower environmental impact by 26 to 34% by replacing labels with Avery Dennison's global MDO film for its products. Avery Dennison's global MDO film requires 37% less energy to manufacture and produces 40% less solid waste, thereby becoming more sustainable than conventional labels. The label is a conformable clear label material that enhances product shelf appeal and performs without wrinkles or peeling on many squeezable containers, claims Avery Dennison. Aldi USA has launched a new ad campaign and web series featuring comedian and television host Ben Bailey, who plays up the brand's unique and quirky attributes as a means for introducing it to new consumers. Bailey, best known as host of television series Cash Cab, surprises hundreds of shoppers at an Aldi store in Chicagoland in late April. He posed as an Aldi employee throughout the day, casually handing out wine and cheese samples, replenishing the produce aisle, and doing price checks while quizzing shoppers on their smart carts. These candid moments are captured in a new online video series that launched a Tuesday at lovealdi.com. Aldi said the campaign would help introduce the brand to new customers across the U.S. and Southern California, specifically where Aldi plans to open 45 new stores later this year. Interaction's recent Retail Perception Survey of 2,000 Consumers provides rather telling numbers of consumers in social media. A whopping 88% of consumers said they want to connect with retailers via social media. Of those, 73% want to get discounts and promotions, while nearly 60% indicate they want to know about upcoming in-store events. Bottom line, if you're a retailer without a customer-centric social media strategy, you're missing out on a rising demand of consumers, and you could lose those consumers to competitors that are more social media savvy. Metro claims to be the first Canadian grocer to create an app for the Apple Watch. In-store app users can view grocery lists and check off items. Metro will also send weekly alerts about digital coupons and circulars that users can then view on their mobile phones. In March, Metro announced a new feature called Just For Me that allows shoppers to receive personalized digital sales flyers. Food Lion on Monday announced a new round of price investments. Of price investments and said it's redesigned how to communicate those prices to shoppers in its stores. Affordable prices and great deals are a significant part of our heritage at Food Lion and reason why we've invested further to bring our customers even lower prices. Meg Ham, president of Food Lion, said in a statement, today's announcement is not only about making grocery shopping more affordable for our customers, but making it easier too. Chinese e-commerce giant Alibaba and Unilever have struck a comprehensive strategic partnership they claim will enable the food marketing consumers good giant to reach customers with unprecedented precision and effectiveness. The collaboration will provide Unilever with access to Alibaba's data-driven ecosystem and the tie-up focuses on rural Chinese penetration, cross-border e-commerce, consumer protection, and big data. The company said they intend to expand distribution to make it even more convenient for consumers, particularly in rural areas, to access Unilever products. They intend to develop innovations in supply chain management and offline distribution while also extending Alibaba's traceability system. The number of UK suppliers in significant financial distress are rising. Begbie's trailers, Red Alert Alert Research, found 1,600 
1,600 companies surveyed are struggling to make ends meet, up, up from 1,052 in the same period of last year. Of these, 1,400 are food suppliers. McCormick and Company has reported growth from its consumer-facing business in China, where many number of peers have stuttered in recent years. Lawrence Kurzis, president and COO, said China led the growth of McCormick's consumer division in, a cust- in second quarter to May 31st of this year, with sales up at a double-digit rate. Companies including Hershey and Nestle's have reported challenges in China in recent months. Broadly, many consumer companies have seen slow sales in China amid an easing in the country's growth, while firms are grappling with the rapid-growing interest from Chinese consumers in shopping online. We do participate in e-commerce sector in China, but I'll tell you, for us, it's still developing segment of the market or developing channel, just like it is for everyone else. The big difference, said Curzis, is I think our business in China for our consumer segment is that we're a lot less dependent on the modern trade that many of our peer companies are. With the 2013 acquisition, this is key, folks, of Wuhan Asia Pacific Condiments, we got a strong foothold in the central part of China, great penetration in the traditional segment of the market, and we're experiencing really broad-based growth. Once again, McCormick is winning while others are not. Folks, it's time for a quick break. When we come back, we'll be talking with Rebecca O'Connor from Pinnacle Consultation, so stick around. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You've got a great product, and it's now on the store shelves at all the major big box retailers. So what's the problem? You are getting squeezed. Cost reductions are demanded from the retailers, and they are not letting up. So what are you going to do? You can give in and watch your margins disappear and hope you can make them up with other clients or with other products. You can say no and watch the retailers make deals with your competitors. Or you could say yes, because you've discovered a way to increase your margins and even get lost margins back. At StandUpPouches.net, we live and breathe flexible retail packaging. We have factories that can run as few as 5,000 pieces and scale to millions without any change in quality. We are ISO 9000 and ISO 14000 approved and offer complete supply chain solutions using our Ohio warehouse. Your retail packaging is the voice of your brand. Don't use inferior packaging. Choose packaging that not only protects, but keeps products fresher for longer while building your brand. To learn more, visit us at www.standuppouches.net or call us at 866-440-2123. Engage with Andy Bush takes you inside the mind of a top global market and public policy analyst who has been featured regularly on CNBC, Yahoo Finance, and numerous radio and television programs. Our program will bring you guests and stories from the top of the political and business worlds. Each show includes Andy's point of view roundup and what it means for you at home. Life's complicated. Let Andy help you figure it out. Tune in every Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. listening to Ditch the Box with David Maranak. If you'd like more information about our program, send David an email to david at standuppouches.net. That's david at standuppouches.net. Now, back to Ditch the Box. Welcome back, everyone, to Ditch the Box, our second segment of the day. And I'm honored and excited to have on our show Rebecca O'Connor, Director of Retail Operations for Pinnacle Consultation. Now, Pinnacle Consultation was created by several of Colorado's pioneers in the legal cannabis industry. Back in 2010, they watched more than 80% of newly opened dispensaries close shortly after due to many factors, the most common of which was and still is poor production. The canna businesses that have survived have done so by intensive business plans, 
professional operations practices, and savvy legal compliance strategies. They started working for a single dispensary as growers. Once they proved their mettle, if you will, and their skills, they began making a name for themselves locally. They started being approached by many dispensaries that needed their help. Eventually, they went to work for other dispensaries as master growers, managing to turn around and save more than a dozen different businesses. In the process, they learned an incredibly valuable amount of information about the business of cannabis, from legal compliance to HR to finance. Soon enough, they had an array of cannabis businesses asking for their expertise. This was the origin of Pinnacle Consultation. Pinnacle Consultation consists of a diverse group of cannabis experts from different fields of the marijuana industry. Their goal is to maximize production in every grow they work with in order to provide the best possible quality product every single time. Now, Becca is a native of Colorado, has been working in the medical, I'm sorry, in the marijuana industry for the past four years. Combining experience in the marijuana industry from managing facilities and consulting with numerous dispensaries over the state of Colorado. She's helped a wide range of cannabis businesses with services such as inventory reconciliation, compliance audits, and creating creating standard operating procedure. Her passion is to help small and large businesses thrive in compliance and quality in their canna businesses. So there, Becca, welcome to the show. Well, thanks for having me, David. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, it's it's great because there's you know the tough thing about this industry, and there's so many people that don't understand, myself included, the marijuana industry. And I know you'll help us shed some light into this misunderstood industry. So let's start with the basics. Now, there's two different types of marijuana categories, I guess, right? Recreational yes. and medicinal. Is that right? Yes. So the medical marijuana is focused on providing high-quality medicine to patients uh, who need symptom relief, um, you know, patients who are suffering from cancer. And we have the recreational market, which is new. Only four states have legalized recreational cannabis, but it's marketed to anyone who's over 21. Now, as far as the, the medical marijuana, the states that, mm-hmm. in, how many states now, I know it changes like it seems like every day, how many states allow medical marijuana? All right. So currently there are 24 states that allow medical marijuana. Um, yeah, and like you said, that changes almost every day. Um, you can check websites like Normal to see which states have currently legalized medical marijuana. Um, there are even some states who have legalized the use of CBD oil, which is a derivative of marijuana. And, and you had mentioned a little bit ago only two states have approved uh, recreational usage of marijuana. Is that correct? Um, actually, that's four. Uh, Colorado, four. Washington, Oregon, and Alaska. However, only Colorado and Washington are currently, um, you know, currently selling with recreational marijuana. Both Got Oregon it. and Alaska haven't actually started their sales yet, but they have approved uh, the legal use of recreational marijuana. As a side note, I just was reading in a local um, local newspaper that we've got here. It's more of a business journal, if you will, that covers the Midwest. Mm-hmm. And there's a pretty good-sized law firm here that's getting into the business um, of marijuana, if you will, and just kind of the, the legal ease of it. But what I find fascinating is there was a little blip in the uh, in a paper, and I know you can understand this. The majority, in fact, it was all of them. They were the only firm that would even venture into um, dealing with the medical or dealing with marijuana industry at all. And the other firms, these old stodgy old firms here in Cleveland, want nothing to do with it because they still consider it, quote unquote, illegal. And it's such nonsense, right? I mean, it's silly because it's this is big business. That's right. This is huge business. Um, it's one of the fastest growing markets in the nation right now. And, and there's a lot of ancillary companies that can provide their services to this industry without actually offering the marijuana itself. So right. for, for businesses, especially lawyers, to not want to get into this industry, that's just, you know, a, a lack of business entrepreneurship on their side. Well, I agree with that because, you know, kind of what you and I just were chatting about, there's so many states that have active legislation uh, either on Mm -hmm. the floor, if you will, or being uh, passed about and talked about in upcoming elections. I mean, this is like you would think that the the lawyers would jump all over this, but, geez, it's crazy, unbelievable. Yeah, that's true. 
Now, as I mentioned in your in the bio and introduction, Pinnacle was created back in 2010 when you saw 80% of the dispensaries close. Take us back. What what caused the dispensaries to close? So a lot of it was from poor production. Um, growing cannabis isn't something that can be learned overnight. So there was a lot of businesses that wanted to get in on this industry but didn't know how. Um, so they opened up their doors uh, days too soon and, you know, they didn't have the right production to supply their customers or they didn't know how to follow the laws correctly. So we saw a lot of businesses being shut down from that. And even today, there's a lot of laws in the rules and regulations that can confuse some of these business owners. So, you know, that's where Pinnacle Consultation can come in. We can help guide these business owners through the rules and regulations, help them to really maximize their production based off of their energy needs. Um, Providing top-quality medicine should be the primary basis of these medical dispensaries. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. One of the things when you and I were talking the other day, you had said that, you know, while Colorado was kind of leading the charge in certain ways, they've become almost hyper-compliant or they have become hyper-compliant where They've got so many rules and regulations that tie up these businesses. It's kind of, I don't understand why anyone would want to get into that business. I mean, obviously, there's business there and money, and I get that. But but goodness gracious, I mean, you know, you take one step forward, and you're taking three steps back. It's, it's, it's crazy. That's true. Yeah, there's a lot of regulations um, just to own a business in, in marijuana. For example, in Colorado, you have to be over 21. You have to have no... Uh, drug felonies. You you have to have a pretty extensive uh, funding. It's 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 extensive and it differs with each state as well. So, Unbelievable. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> now, what does it take to become a dispensary? What is is that a big legal ordeal? Yes, it is. Um, that's actually a good portion of what the services Pinnacle provides. Um, we help guide business owners to opening up new dispensaries. Um, you know, with the different states, there's different regulations and different requirements that you have to meet in order to open up your business. Um, but it differs between each state. So, like I was saying, in Colorado, there's a long list, but we can help businesses go through that. And and again, it's it, 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 so somebody somebody decides. I decide I want to get in and and, and be a dispensary. I, mm-hmm. I would take it. You, you there's there's obviously paperwork you have to fill out that kind of stuff. But but I mean, how um, is there? You know, it's not like opening up a subway dealership. I don't mean to make this sound cute, but I'm just you know. Mm-hmm. There's do they do are there rules and regulations that say. You know, my friend Becca can't open up a dispensary two doors down from me, or is there anything like that, or is it kind of a free-for-all? There are, and it totally depends on the different states and then the different counties. So with that an example, um, Colorado and Denver, you can't open up a new medical marijuana dispensary so many feet from an existing one. But in Colorado Springs, a city just an hour south of Denver, you can open up a dispensary literally right next door to an existing one. And and that's part of the confusion with this industry is it all depends on if your state has legalized it and then if your county has allowed it and what kind of rules they're willing to enforce on those industries. Um, yeah. So it's not just a state, it's the, it's the counties mm-hmm. as well that are involved. Becca, I, I, gotta, I gotta just say, anytime government is involved in any way, shape, or form, it gets messed up. Now that you've got state and local government involved, it's gotta be a total cluster, no? It sure is, yeah, and that's, that's why a lot of these companies need to hire outside consultants right. to, to keep up on all of these new rules and regulations. Um, it, it seems like it changes every six months. We get uh, a new rule that we have to follow or something else we need to be reporting to the state. It's, yeah, and that's actually part of why Colorado is, um, is a great place for cannabis businesses to be in right now. Is, uh, it's a lot of rules and regulations, but we are the hyper-compliant state. We have the most rules and regulations because we've been selling it for a good long time. Yeah, and, and it's, it's a moving target. Our, our yeah, yeah our state's been able to, to take a lot of benefits from allowing medical marijuana in here. Um, you know, the amount of money just from taxes alone has helped uh, immensely and is going to help even more with our infrastructure and our schools. 
Unbelievable. I, I mean, and I just and I just think it's it's a it's a moving target per se. So when they so so when they when they drop in a new rule or whatever it may be, do they give you? I mean, how much time do they give you to 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 kind of like inform your clients, if you will, and to make these adjustments? So if they come in with a new new kind of um, rule, I mean, do you have six months? Do you have a year? I mean, how 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 hard is it for you to comply? Yeah, it, it, it depends on the type of rule that they're trying to pass, but usually you're only given um, the day's notice. Uh, for example, there was a law change back at the beginning of this year for edibles in right. the retail portion to be limited to only 10 milligrams, when the majority of the edibles were being produced in, you know, 100, 200 milligram bars. Well, now these companies had to almost overnight change their packaging to be dose controlled. Um, so, you know, that was a law that came just, you know, I would say we only had a couple days notice and <laughs> these companies insane. had to change, you know, which really sucks for those companies who just stocked up on their old packaging. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, we, we do try to stay up on the up and coming laws, but the only way to do that is to just try to have close relations with the marijuana enforcement division. And even then, they won't let you know if they're about to drop something that's big. This is, it, it just reminds me in a strange way. We've got about 30 seconds left before we go to a break. But it, it just, oh, it reminds me of, of the gambling industry when these states started to kind of introduce casinos and stuff. They, they kind of like changed the, changed the laws and the rules right in front of your eyes. And one day it's one thing, or the other day it's the next. And, and you trying to deal with a marijuana enforcement agency is probably like trying to herd cats. It's crazy. It sure is, yeah. Unbelievable. It sure is. And sometimes it seems like they're just trying to make the extra rules and regulations to to weed some of the smaller businesses out of this industry. Yeah, totally. Becca, we need to take a short break. Um, this is a fascinating topic. So just, uh, please stay with us because this is great. i got so many more questions I want to ask you. All right, folks, uh, this is Ditch the Box. We're going to take a quick break, and Becca and I will be right back. Thanks. making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You've got a great product, and it's now on the store shelves at all the major big box retailers. So what's the problem? You are getting squeezed. Cost reductions are demanded from the retailers, and they are not letting up. So what are you going to do? You can give in and watch your margins disappear and hope you can make them up with other clients or with other products. You can say no and watch the retailers make deals with your competitors. Or you could say yes, because you've discovered a way to increase your margins and even get lost margins back. At StandUpPouches.net, we live and breathe flexible retail packaging. We have factories that can run as few as 5,000 pieces and scale to millions without any change in quality. We are ISO 9000 and ISO 14000 approved and offer complete supply chain solutions using our Ohio warehouse. Your retail packaging is the voice of your brand. Don't use inferior packaging. Choose packaging that not only protects, but keeps products fresher for longer while building your brand. To learn more, visit us at www.standuppouches.net or call us at 866-440-2123. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Ditch the Box with David Marinak. If you'd like more information about our program, send David an email to david at standuppouches.net. That's david at standuppouches.net. 
Now, back to Ditch the Box. Welcome back, everyone, to Ditch the Box. We've been talking with Becca O'Connor with Pinnacle Consultation about the cannabis industry, not just in Colorado, where they're based, but all across the U.S. Now, Becca, a few other questions I really didn't even get to on the last break, before the last break. Let's talk about the different iterations of cannabis. You've got, obviously, pot, the, the, the bud, the plant itself, but now we're talking lotions and oils and drinks and liquids, even edibles, like we mentioned earlier, baking mixes. In your experience, is there a segment or two that's far and away more popular and lucrative than, than others? Uh, yeah, I would say right now edibles are on high demand, and the, you know, the number of different types of edibles that you can put out there is immense. Uh, we see the most success right now with the new edible company. The edible what? I'm sorry, you've cut out. Oh, uh, the new edible companies. Okay, so, like got you were saying, anybody who's supplying, you know, new drinks, gum, tootsie rolls, candies, all kinds of stuff. And do they have to follow specific rules and regulations, you know, like the, you know, like what the dispensaries do when it comes to selling the yeah. stuff? Is there rules and regulations how yeah. they make it and how potent they make it? There are. So it depends on um, if they're going to be selling to the recreational or the medical market. Each one of these production manufacturers has to have their own separate license. Um, So basically, say an edible company wants to sell some cookies. Well, they're going to have to get in contact with a cultivation to get the material, the raw cannabis product. Then they purchase it from that licensed facility, take it into their production facility, move it, make it into whatever they're making, cookies, then they have to sell it to only licensed dispensaries. And from there, the dispensaries can sell it to the consumers. Um, So it's it's almost like a three-step process from the growth, production, to sales. And in each one of those areas, there's rules and regulations that these companies have to follow, um, including things like packaging. You know, packaging has to take place at the production site. By the time it gets to the dispensary, it needs to already be in the child-proof packaging for edibles. So that way the dispensaries don't have to repackage anything. They can just turn around the product to sell to the consumer. And put it on a store shelf or whatever it is, however Mm -hmm. they sell it. Incredible. Yeah. I mean, I just, again, at the we're going to touch base on the packaging side of things here in a second because that's a whole other animal, if you will. But, all right, so let's let's pretend I'm based in Ohio or one of these states that's actively looking to allow marijuana for medical or recreational. Now, why look to Pinnacle for help and guidance? I mean, and I just want to just throw that out there. You know, you guys are at the forefront of this whole industry. Why Why partner up with Pinnacle? Well, a lot of states, are, as you're saying, they might not be legalized yet, but they have motions to legalize. So if you're in a state that hasn't legalized it yet, I would highly recommend getting in contact with us so that we can help you get in contact with some of those advocating groups that are trying to legalize the marijuana in your state. Um, You know, and if you're looking to open up a business, there's a lot of ancillary products that the cannabis industry needs, things like scales, bonds, new packaging ideas. There's lots of things that that this industry needs that other states can still participate in by providing those ancillary products. Um, So if you have a product to provide, let us know. Even if you want to eventually open up your own marijuana business, we can help to start, uh, sorry, we can help you start navigating through some of these um, possible legalities that will come into your state as well as review your own personal profile to see if you can even qualify, taking a look at your criminal history, you know, making sure that you don't have any drug-related charges. Uh, there's lots of things that we can do for you to help you prepare for the legalization in your state. Folks, we're, taking with, we're talking with Becca O'Connor with Pinnacle Consultation. And, Becca, this is just fascinating as, as you continue to talk. Um, I, I'm just writing notes down because, you know, I find it refreshing. Um, and I've said this to you when we talked earlier. Um, yeah, so many times people um, will just kind of assume anything having to do with the cannabis industry is a bunch of stoners sitting down in the corner. Um, this is far from it. This is big business. And mm-hmm. and just one look, and, I'll, and folks, I'll give out um, all contact information for Becca and, and Pinnacle when we're done. The thing that's interesting is that this is – 
you would be foolish uh, um, to go it alone. Would you agree, Becca? I mean, I, I, I know this sounds like a shameless plug for Pinnacle, but you would be foolish <laughs> to try to wing it by yourself because this stuff is like a, a moving target. And it, it's just, uh, why would anyone do this by themselves? I, I would have no idea because tomorrow you could be out of business, right? Yeah. I mean, honestly, I, I would dare anyone to, to try to read through the rules and regulations by themselves. And I promise you're going to come up with some questions uh, within the first couple of pages, wherever you are. There's, there's just so much into this industry and there's so much need to be reporting. You, you really shouldn't put your toes in the water alone. Right. Now, let's talk about the, the different levels of working. There's different consultative levels or phases, if you will, of work. First of all, when should somebody, and you may have touched on this before, but when should somebody touch base with Pinnacle after legislation's been kind of approved, if you will, or while, you know, like in Ohio, that's kind of like being talked about or bandied about, um, when okay. should somebody kind of saddle up and, and, and connect with Pinnacle to, to be prepared, if you will, before, after, during? Honestly, it depends on what kind of business you want to start. If you have an ancillary product to provide to the industry, call us today. If you want to open up a business but your state hasn't legalized yet, call us today and we'll get you in contact with the people who are looking to move in the regulations. If you're in a state that's already accepted the medical marijuana, that's where we do most of our business. Um, obviously, we can't help you with the business plan development if we don't know the rules and regulations you're going to have to follow. You know, we kind of need to know uh, what sure. you're going to be selling and who you want to be selling it to before we can put together things like, you know, uh, business plans, financial projections. Uh, there's just so much into this industry, though. As, as soon as you have something, get started because it's a lot to do before you can open yeah, and even even when you think you've done it all or covered all your bases, rarely do you do that. There's always some sort of a new wrinkle, I, I, I could imagine, right? Yeah, yeah. We like to advise our businesses to give themselves an extra couple of weeks just for, you know, the random stuff that's going to come up. Becca, this is this is just so cool. Um, all right, so we're let's talk now. As you know, we're in the flexible retail business, and and and, and there's rules and requirements of packaging of marijuana. That's a whole other ball game. Now, I've seen things from glass jars to you know, prescription vials to you know flexible bags. What can you? Is it is it an open ended question? What is required when it comes to let's say first medical marijuana, and then I guess you could say recreational marijuana when it comes to packaging. Sure. Yeah. So it's obviously, again, it's going to differ between the states and if it's medical or recreational, but most regulation wants to see something that's both child resistant as well as senior friendly in an opaque packaging. And if it's going to be more than one dose, it needs to be resealable and it all needs to be labeled right, which um, can be difficult when you're looking at packaging. Uh, so we'll take a look at, you know, medical. Medical, it needs to be for the patient who they have arthritis, um, but still child-resistant for any kids in the home. And it all has to leave the store all packaged right so that any patient can't be charged for that when they take it home. And you mentioned something which is kind of, I don't want to say an oxymoron, but Child friendly and no child proof and senior friendly. Yeah, that anybody kind of look at that and go like, huh? I mean, yeah. So one hand, you're mm-hmm. saying make it easy for the seniors to open, but make it difficult for children to open. I, it, what? That's crazy. Yeah, let me give you an example. So if you've if you've ever purchased a prescription through say like Walgreens or CVS. Right. Um, some of those prescription bottles have the reversible cap. So on one side, it's a push and turn, and then the other side is just a regular spin-off. Um, packages like that are, are a great example because it leaves the store in a, re- a child-resistant container. But if, say, the arthritic patient at home doesn't have a lot of kids running around her house, she can have it on the other side where it's easily opened. I don't know. I don't. I don't know why you'd uh, crazy, unbelievable, Becca. You guys at Pinnacle are actively involved. Obviously, not just in Colorado, but 
but you're constantly monitoring the other states, yes? I mean, it's kind of like if somebody calls you up from uh, North Dakota, you're pretty up to speed or you can get pretty up to speed quickly with what those rules and regulations are. So this is this is an opportunity. I mean, again, Pinnacle can consult mm-hmm. with, you don't have to just be in Colorado. You can be really in any state, yes? Yes. Um, we prefer to work with the states that have already legalized, obviously. But again, if you have an ancillary product to provide to the industry and maybe your state hasn't legalized it yet, yeah, we can work with you. That's fantastic. That is, that is awesome. Um, so let's just talk a little bit about further on the, um, I've seen some of your examples that you'd sent over to me from um, the pill bottles and the crazy childproof bags or whatever, like that stink bag or whatever it is. Um, mm-hmm. You've, let's just kind of go back to this. You, you said it has to be yeah. resealable. Is, so much of this stuff is so, um, uh, it, it, it's up to interpretation. I mean, how I interpret resealable could be completely different. I mean, how hard is it for you to kind of, you know, what do you have to do? You have to go up against a board, and I, I say this, this not to sound cute, but do you go up against or go up to the medical marijuana or the marijuana board and say, is this resealable enough? Is this not resealable enough? You get where I'm going? Yeah. Yeah, well, most of these um, packaging for, for example, from the state of Colorado has actually already received its ASTM certification for being child resistant. Um, so once a company gets their prescription bottle actually certified as a child resistant package, they can then sell it to the marijuana industry. And how the marijuana enforcement division actually regulates that is by randomly checking in on these dispensaries see if they are using these child-resistant packages. I'll be done. Hey, Becca, we've got a really quick break um, coming back. Would you stick with us for a couple more minutes? It's a very short segment. I I still have a few more questions, if it's possible, because I'd love to tell people how to contact you and kind of go from there. I'm just grateful. This is very, very cool. Folks, we're talking with Becca O'Connor with Pinnacle Consultation. Stick around. We'll be right back. comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You've got a great product, and it's now on the store shelves at all the major big box retailers. So what's the problem? You are getting squeezed. Cost reductions are demanded from the retailers, and they are not letting up. So what are you going to do? You can give in and watch your margins disappear and hope you can make them up with other clients or with other products. You can say no and watch the retailers make deals with your competitors. Or you could say yes, because you've discovered a way to increase your margins and even get lost margins back. At StandUpPouches.net, we live and breathe flexible retail packaging. We have factories that can run as few as 5,000 pieces and scale to millions without any change in quality. We are ISO 9000 and ISO 14000 approved and offer complete supply chain solutions using our Ohio warehouse. Your retail packaging is the voice of your brand. Don't use inferior packaging. Choose packaging that not only protects, but keeps products fresher for longer while building your brand. To learn more, visit us at www.standuppouches.net or call us at 866-440-2123. Are you a business innovator or are you just sitting on the sidelines? Tune in every week for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Host Bonnie D. Graham talks to a cross-section of the movers and shakers who are leading by example. They will share best practices and innovative ideas to keep you thinking and moving along with the best. Join us for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP, Wednesday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to Ditch the Box with David Marinak. If you'd like more information about our program, send David an email to david at standuppouches.net. That's david at standuppouches.net. 
Now, back to Ditch the Box. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to our final segment. We're chatting with Rebecca O'Connor with Pinnacle Consultation, and she has gratefully agreed to join a few, stay with us for a few more minutes as we wrap up this hour, because this is fascinating. Uh, Rebecca, so let's talk a little bit about um, Pinnacle and consult- Pinnacle Consultation. And kind of those, you, you've got a couple different levels of different things that you can do for companies that are interested in getting into this business. It's kind of like a, I wouldn't say a good, better, best kind of thing, but but take us through the different levels of, of consulting services and, and what, what companies will get when they work with you. Sure. It's all dependent on, on where your business is. So we do uh, three main levels. It's can of business creation, then development, and then operations. So under creation, this can include things like application assistance, business structure and registration, uh, developing your business plans, financial marketing, and then the development side is more of your facility layout and design, um, things such as equipment or vendor selection, construction management, merchandising consultation, and then the final section is the operations. So once you have your business up and running, we can come in and teach you how to grow. Uh, We can go over your cultivation methods. We can train the retail positions. We can even do compliance audits to make sure that your business is is in compliance with your state and county regulations. Incredible. I mean, and again, you're the director of retail operations. So I mean, that that in and of itself, when somebody has an existing business, for example, or maybe has received the licensing or approval, you help them set up their retail location, right, to make sure the stuff is is merchandised properly. And and that is that. Do I have that right? Yeah, yeah. I'll help it from the beginning, or I'll come in and help better an existing business through things like inventory reconciliation, uh, customized standard operating procedures things like training your employees on the local laws and how to upsell the product. Yeah, that's where, uh, that's where most of my experience is, just from uh, management and consulting with some of the other dispensaries here in Colorado. So, so take us through what the day, uh, a day in the life of Beck O'Connor is like. I mean, are you dealing with existing clients, for example? Are you, uh, which I'm sure you are, so that's kind of a silly question, but um, <laughs> are, you, are you dealing with um, new potential clients? I mean, take us what's your day like, especially from the retail operations, because that's what a lot of our clients, you know, do for a living. So yeah. are you just walking in off the street? I mean, do you tell us what, what your day's like? Oh, man, my days are, are crazy. Usually they start at right at 6 a.m. because um, of all of our East Coast clients waking up sure. at 8. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I'll honestly start answering questions uh, as soon as I get into the office at 6. And, yeah, I mean, I'll be answering questions for a few hours. Then I'll go to one of my scheduled dispensaries. Um, like later today, I have an uh, inventory reconciliation with one of our local dispensaries. They, uh, they're in between managers right now, so I'm just coming in to help keep their inventory clean. And then later on the week, I'm going to be working with some of our newer companies that we're helping to develop their businesses. Um, they should be actually turning in their applications at the end of the week. And so when you go in there to kind of evaluate or or, or rec- reconcile their inventory, for example, the one you just mentioned. Um, mm-hmm. So you're literally, you know, kind of signing off on, you know, there's XYZ, so much of this edible, so much of this uh, oil, that kind of stuff, right? I mean, we're talking about, I mean, these are these are retail, retail stores. I mean, there's not like, you know, one or two items. We're talking about being able to really and truly say that we haven't lost any of this and this kind of, you know, certain number of, of product is, is there, right? True. Yes, and and if there is a loss, it needs to be it needs to be properly reported. Um, so, for example, if there is moisture loss, uh, cannabis is a plant, so there is going to be some moisture loss that happens over a course of time. So that moisture loss has to be reported to the state, so that there's no you know random missing two grams or three grams here. Um, everything has to be reported to the state, and a lot of times some of these package tags that we use to to track these products can get mixed up with other package tags. And and that's where I'll come in and figure out, you know, where it got mixed up and make those corrections so that it doesn't get mixed up again. 
And and again, you report this information, you do this audit, you kind of go through this and you report it to the state, to this marijuana board or whatever it is, so it's on file, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it's through a reporting system for Colorado. It's called the Metric Reporting System. It's an online uh, program where dispensaries can upload their daily sales, uh, you know, how much of each package tag that they're selling. They can register the manifest of product from their grow to their store. Um, yeah, I mean, everything has to be tracked in the system. And that's different with each state. Each state has its own amounts of what it wants you to be reporting to them and how often. Unbelievable. Becca, this is this is fascinating to me. This is just crazy. The more we dig into this business, um, the more it just it's just it's mind boggling, and no wonder why it's so lucrative. It's just unbelievable. So, if somebody wants yeah, to um, touch base and learn and, and kind of connect with Pinnacle, um, tell us the best way to do that. I, I've got a seven one nine three three zero five three zero one. Is that correct for a phone number? Yes, that's our main line. So if you have any grow questions or just wanted to get started in the industry, I would call that number, 719-330-5301. There's four options in there that will navigate you to the right consultant. And then check out our website. Our email is honestly the best way to get a hold of us. And you can get our email from our website by subscribing to our newsletter or sending us a question or comment through our website. Um, We've got an excellent staff of consultants who specialize in several different areas. So if we can't answer the question for you and none of the other consultants can answer it, we'll find someone who will be able to give you the correct answer. And that's PinnacleConsultation.com, is that correct? It's uh, close. It's PinnacleConsultationInc.com. Got it. PinnacleConsultationInc.com. Well, folks, mm-hmm. that's it for today. Many, many thanks to Rebecca O'Connor um, with Pinnacle Consultation. Uh, this has just been awesome. Becca, I keep learning so much every time I talk with you. And, and again, folks, anybody that sits around and thinks this is a couple of stoners sitting in the corner, you're, you're, you're very, very mistaken. Rebecca and her team uh, run a very, very solid business. And props to you guys for, um, for helping a lot of people through a, um, a minefield, if you will, Rebecca, of, of gibberish and nonsense and and all kinds of crazy rules and regulations so props to you guys thank you very much for joining us this has been great and folks before i forget um our audience rebecca you'll love this our audience now has reached 20 different regions including india china hong kong Beijing, China, Russia, Canada, and many other states throughout the United States. Thank you for our listeners. Our top three shows are, number one was The Power of Packaging with Owen Blevins from Focus Inbound and Professor Yong Wang from OU. Second was What You Need to Do About Sealing Your Flexible Packaging with Stephanie Wang with Sealer Sales. And finally, our premiere show was number three on the list. See if we can boost that up. But uh, uh, those are the top three shows right now. Many thanks to my producer, Jamie Berling, and our executive producer Winston Winnie Price and again Rebecca O'Connor you rock folks remember it's your product everyone until next time package your product properly thanks everyone thanks for listening to ditch the box we're live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific time 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel please join David Marinak for another great show next week Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 